Hey fellow superhero cinephiles, did you know that almost 30% of adults say they haven't read a book in the past year? The primary reason why is a lack of time. Well, Audible's here to help with the gift of found time. Thanks to Audible, you can listen to audiobooks like Marvel Comics, The Untold Story, or Slugfest, inside the epic 50-year battle between Marvel and DC. Read up on the history of superheroes in comics and movies with Grant Morrison's Super Gods. You can also check out Vanguard, my original superhero novel series, or try The Vril Agenda or The Adventures of Fortune McCall, both of which were written by our dearly departed host emeritus, Derek Ferguson. Whatever you're looking for, Audible has thousands of titles that you can consume while commuting, exercising, cooking, or just relaxing at home. And not only audiobooks, an Audible membership also gives you access to tons of content like podcasts, theatrical performances, and exclusive Audible originals that you won't find anywhere else. To give you a taste of what you can get, Audible has partnered with this show to provide listeners with a free 30-day trial. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash supercinemapod, and with your free trial, you get one free audiobook and two free Audible originals. In fact, you get to keep those titles even if you cancel before the trial is over. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to audibletrial.com slash supercinemapod and start your free trial today. I mean, we don't have a fake ID. Freddy, Freddy, would you relax? Look at me. I am the fake ID. <laughs> Everything from the register. Go, go. Now. Come on. It's time to go. Move. We want it all. Hurry. Is this your chance? Oh, I can only Come on, come on, come on. Let's do this. Gentlemen, why use guns when we can handle this like real men? Bullet immunity. You have bullet immunity. I'm bulletproof. <laughs> Today is December 8th, and this is video proof of authenticity. Shoot him again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here, here, Go. Both of you. Come on. Go to town. You're dead. Sorry about your window. You're welcome for not getting robbed. Hey, it's a fighting bad guys. That tastes like actual vomit. Having your jerky, if you eat enough of it, it can burn a hole in your stomach. Worth that. Yeah. Probably not you, though. You probably got stomach superpowers. Probably. Oh, hey. What's up? I'm a superhero. Yeah, his name is, uh, Captain Sparkle Fingers. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not my, that's not my name. Hey, we should hang out. We're like the same age. Oh, okay. I'm out. Hey, wait up!
Welcome to the Superhero Cinephiles podcast. I'm your host, Perry Constantine. Welcoming back, uh, old friend of mine and returning guest and, you know, former host on the on the precursor to this show. And that's John Brasic. Johnny, how are you doing today? Oh, not too shabby there, Perry. Not too shabby there. How are you good, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Um, few things that I wanted to talk about before we jump into today's movie. Uh, okay. So apparently bisexual Superman's son is destroying America. Have you heard about this? Oh my God, yes. You know, what is it with some people? It, it, they had the same problem with Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. you know, and some other superheroes. I remember back when it was, um, oh, what was that mutant? Very fast. He was in the Avengers. Uh, oh, God, it's at the tip of my hand. He got white hair. Oh, oh Quicksilver? God. Quicksilver. I remember when he came out of the closet. No, no, you're thinking of North Star. North Star. Thank you. Oh, God. That's right from Alpha Flight. Yeah. Holy crap. There goes my credentials. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember when he came out, like, oh, my God. You would, th- you know, you would think it was the end of Western civilization. And yeah. the irony is that a lot of the people complaining about John Kent now being bisexual are saying that, well, North Star was the way to do it right. It's like, you guys complain about North Star when that happened. Let me tell you something. These people don't go to immediately say, oh, you're trying to shove it down our throats. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's an agenda or some other fucking thing. Yeah. Back is at the end of the day, they don't think those folks are legitimate. Okay, never mind the fact that it's a fictional character. Yeah. You know, that, you know, he's not going to come and make your kids gay or come over or whatever. You know, the fact is, these people exist. Yeah. Well, the, okay. the thing that kills me is they say, like, oh, they're all, they're complaining about sexualizing superheroes. I'm like, they've always been sexualized. What the hell do you think having a love interest means? It, sexualized. That's their beef? Yeah. Have you not seen how they make Wonder Woman? <laughs> you know, we've been sexualizing superheroes since the 30s. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this is nothing new. We've had romantic interests, mm-hmm. you know, <coughs> excuse me, sinus in here. Um, we've had romantic interests going like when Batman falling in love with Catwoman, nobody said mm-hmm. shit about that. Right. How? How? Never mind that. Forget about that. What about Clark Kent and Lois Lane? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I could point to comics from the 40s where they went on a date holding hands or Peter Parker and Stacey Gwen. Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, son of a, that's the one I got killed by Green Goblin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go, yeah Goblin Green John, fucking <laughs> watching watch Spanish. You know. Uh, you know, house of school, not schoolhouse. Anyway. That's <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Um, um, but I'm, I just want to quickly ch- chime in on there that. There is no it- controversy here. Number one, you know, what, what do you think is more fantastic? To the critic. I mean, if you're a critic of this, what do you think is more realistic here? Mm-hmm. Okay. The fact that he's bisexual or the fact that he's got superpowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want to worry about it. The thing that kills me is they say they're acting like, because this is this is John Kent, right? Who um, the new Superman, who son of Clark and Lois, and he was introduced, you know, about five years ago. Right. And so they're complaining, well, you're changing an established character. He was a kid for like up until a year ago, and his sexuality has never been explored at all. Backtrack for me something. Is this Superboy? He was um, 
the you know what well, I'm I guess about. I guess technically the third Superboy um because right. I thought he was Superboy well he was but recently DC has done um what's called uh Future Slate where they've like introduced like um new versions of characters so uh he had gone into space um at the beginning of Brian Bendis's run which I think was like a year ago two years ago and at that point and then he came back and when he came back he was uh he was a teenager so now he's about okay. like I think 1920 and they've kind of jumped jumped his age to that and so yeah he's like 1920 years old and now he's taking over I haven't read these books yet they're not on they're not I'm, I only do the trade so I only know what I've seen like in previews and stuff here and there but I believe that what happened is Superman Clark Kent has gone off into space and he left John to take over the mantle of Superman on earth well again you know I know they made a big deal and yes you could see the comics industry sometimes go off board there was a couple of superheroes that Marvel came up with that completely bombed Mm -hmm. you know who I'm talking about right they came up with woke superhero I mean literally there was one whose power only power was that they were transgendered or something that was that was their power Uh you know there was no no that wasn't their power there was well, anyways, Marvel had come up with something that completely bombed because you could tell that they were pandering. Mm-hmm. This is not pandering. Yeah. There are bisexual people out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is natural. This is, you ask anybody, uh, 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 going back to even our generation, you know, we grew up with these folks. Yeah, yeah. You know, the people, yeah, people in their 20s and their 30s grew up, no friends have route. They may be one, mm-hmm. you know? Well, that's the thing that gets me about so many people is they're saying that it's it's not logical or it doesn't make sense. I'm like, have you ever met a, a, a someone who's you know queer? Like they they're always that's what the whole journey of self discovery. That's what coming out means. They're everywhere. My neighbor, I live in Central Arizona, folks. Okay, I live in the one county in Arizona that went super Trump. I mean, it's right wing, mm-hmm. it's right wing. And I've got two wonderful people that live across the street from me. And one's the town pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Okay. So don't tell me like they're, they're like only city people. Or yeah. I mean, that they're only like in the far corners of some distant neighborhood in San Francisco. They're your neighbors or your friends or your family. Yeah. Okay. And again, the average comic book reader of a certain age right now, younger age, to them, this is. What's the deal? Yeah, exactly. You know, you know who this is pissing off? You know who this pisses off? The baby boomer. Yeah. yeah. Because they got it. Not all baby boomers. I'm not saying all, but let's be honest. Well, I mean, uh, uh, one of uh, one of your politicians, uh, Wendy Rogers, I think it was. Oh, Jesus Christ. I could <laughs> tell you stories about I can't she had she had an interesting response when she was freaking out about this. When she said Superman loves Lewis Lane. cares you know this is the same woman who represents a part of the arizona state that was for the union but she's for the confederacy she's openly yeah. this is a woman I, I i could tell you some of the wendy rogers that'll blow your mind it's yeah. just that don't be surprised again at the end of the day the people who are most critical of this are people who just do not think such people are normal or legit and these are also people who, by the way, have never read a comic book in their life. Those are the ones oh, who are getting the angriest about. I'm sure. And I'm sure like 
There's a guy who does a YouTube video who's within our age group, maybe younger, mm-hmm. maybe younger. I will not mention his name, but he's got a beard. Mm-hmm. I think you'll know who I'm talking about. I'm not sure. Like I avoid most I, of those grifters because it's all okay. a, it's all a fucking grift. That's all it is. I, I'm who, who probably I know has tweeted about all oh, its woke go broke bullshit. Yeah, you know. And again, yes, certain things. But this is again big whoop. He yeah. goes for both. I mean, honest, they got in 20 years and 30 years, people are going to look back at the criticism of this and realize how fucking retarded it's like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like people who say, oh, my God, people used to criticize people of different racial backgrounds. Dating. Mm-hmm. It's a- Okay, um, so All right. that's enough about that. Uh, but right. I wanted to also quickly talk about, have you seen some of the fandom, DC fandom stuff that came out today? No. no oh, sorry. so they've had, um, they had uh, a trailer for, uh, a new trailer for the Batman. Um, they had uh, some uh, story trailers for the, the Suicide Squad and um, Gotham Knights games that are coming out next year. Um, oh, that Suicide Squad game looks interesting. I remember the first trailer is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's more of that in there. Um, and then the uh, there's also a, a sneak peek at um, uh, at the Flash movie where we have uh, so it's you, you know about the Flash movie. Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. Oh, that's really happening? That's really happening. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was bullshit. No, no, no. That's that's been that's been filming. Yeah, they're they're still in the, they're still in production. So yeah, in this in this teaser, they have uh, they show um, Ezra Miller's back as the Flash, and they show show his, him in his new costume. Um, we get a peek at uh, Sasha Kale as Supergirl in um, in one of the scenes, and we we don't see Michael Keaton in the trailer. We see the we see his mask, like we see the back of his head. And we see his costume, but um, we don't actually see him. But we—he's doing a voiceover, though. What about um, the TV Flash? Does that get any? Yeah, he's still in. In fact, he's getting a costume change. They're finally giving him the yellow boots. That's been the only thing missing from his costume. So they're finally giving him the yellow boots. From the TV, so the TV Flash guy is going to be in the movie as well. No, no, he's not going to be in the movie. He's, but they did oh. meet in. Uh, you saw Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? I am so behind on that. Oh show. wow, because um, they had a they had a scene where Ezra Miller appeared in, um, and he met and he met Grant Gustin's Flash. I gotta so catch up. So yeah, so I'm they're sorry. both in the same multiverse, and of course, in this one, they're. Barry does something to the timeline here, and that's how he ends up in the Tim Burton Michael Keaton universe. And so that's where, um, that's so that's how Michael Keaton's getting involved in it too. And apparently Ben Affleck's in it as well. So so this will be interesting to see. Uh, but the new Flash well, suit looks really good. Uh, and also related to what we're talking about today, they had uh, um, a brief teaser of Black Adam with The Rock. With and- which it. That's a good follow-up to what we're going to talk about, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And, and also they had, uh, they had um, a brief uh, behind-the-scenes look and some in-production stuff of uh, Shazam! Fury of the Gods, which it's apparently it's, it's, it's going to have um, Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu are playing the villains in that. 
wonder what characters they're playing. They're playing uh, two of the gods, uh, two of the goddesses. Um, one is Calypso, and another one was... They didn't say her name, but they had it written on it. I can't remember how to, I don't know how to pronounce it. So, but Calypso was one of them. I think Lucy Liu's playing Calypso and then Helen Mirren's playing the other one. It starts with an H, I think. Okay. Okay. Because I, I'll tell you, I, uh, and Black Adam is in that same universe as Shazam, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. In fact, they have um, in, in Shazam, which we're talking about today, um, there's one scene where the wizard talks about, you know, his, his first champion and shows the image of it. And it's, you know, modeled Black after Adam. Black Adam and it's modeled after Dwayne Johnson. And Dwayne Johnson was a producer on, on, on Shazam. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I had a lot of fun watching that film. Yeah. So let's, so let's jump into it, right? We're talking okay. about we're talking about Shazam today, which, um, uh, so what what's your before we jump into the movie? What kind of familiarity do you have with uh, with the character? Okay, and again, um, this will probably be uh, sound dumb, but I was more of a Superman guy, mm-hmm. and I always had a problem with. I always thought that Shazam was like a cheap knockoff, or not a knockoff, but like if you couldn't afford. A, you could be like a brand X or whatever you want to call it, right? And so, like the costume, just I don't know. That may sound shallow, okay? Forgive me, because I I think I told you the tablecloth story, right? Where we had a tablecloth that looked exactly like that cape, and I God damn it! Every time I saw that superhero, I'm like, holy shit! There's my table right there. It's just missing ketchup stain, or it's you know, some other shit like that. So I couldn't take him seriously. And you know what? I wasn't the only one in my neighbor. We either picked up Batman, Superman, you know, the the, the, the prime, the, the premier league, you could say, of, of superheroes. Of course, your Marvel stuff. And and how we knew Shazam wasn't popular was my comic book store, Atlas Comics on Cumberland Avenue. I don't know if it's still there. I don't um, think so. Uh, but it's on Cumberland and Harlem, I want to say. Anyways. Uh, when I, when, when, at the end of two weeks, he would always bundle comics he couldn't sell. Now, I was always under an impression you got to send them back to the publisher or something like that. Or, but anyways, he would bundle them in these little baggies and it'd be like Shazam all the time. 99% of the time was Shazam, some Archie spinoff that nobody ever bought. You know, like Veronica goes to Delaware, some shit like that. Um, a Popeye comic book, uh, leftover G.I. Joe comic books. Um, even though those were good, I like Larry Hama's writing, he was pretty good in that. Oh, yeah, those are really, uh, really yeah. well. Even to this day now, people are always talk. I haven't read them, but um, I see them on sale every now and then on comics. Oh, oh, do yourself a favor. You can get an anthology, you, you're gonna love them. I think you're gonna love them. So he would always have these, or he'd have some that you never heard of, or one like stuff that just didn't sell. But God damn it, you knew there was going to be a Shazam in there, and so you would get for three dollars these like twenty comic books, and so that's what the, that's how I, I would read them was I would wait till the twenty dollars. I mean, it's twenty comic book for three dollars. You're not going to pass that up, you know. So that's how I was like, okay, you didn't take him seriously, like ah. Oh. So that's it. That's the only basic thing. And then, of course, um, he went by a different name. He didn't call him Shazam. He right. He was Captain Marvel. Yeah. So um, so this is because my 
you you know you're more familiar with the character than I am because I've never really uh, you say he was a Superman knockoff so bit of a history lesson for anyone who doesn't yeah. know he he was a Superman knockoff that was yeah Fawcett Comics yeah exactly that was um, Fawcett Comics was making their own version of Superman basically and so much so that DC sued them and so they had to eventually stop they sued him and then Fawcett had to stop publishing the character. And then later on, DC bought bought out Fawcett Comics or bought the yeah. rights to the character one or the other. But by that point, the Captain Marvel name had already been, because the trademark had lapsed, right? And, you know, Marvel, by that point, they're like, you know, we're Marvel Comics. Of course, we got to have a Captain Marvel. We, so, would be stu- we would be stupid not to pick this up. So they snapped up the trademark. And, yeah. and then they, that's when they released their Captain Marvel, Marvel. Um, and then they, um, after that, they, <laughs> DC decided they bought the rights, they got the rights all settled and they wanted to publish, you know, a new Captain Marvel comic book. They couldn't call it Captain Marvel though. And they couldn't call the character Captain Marvel in any of the merchandising or anything. So the comic book was called Power of Shazam, I believe. And, and like the character in other, like in toys and stuff like that, I, that was my first exposure to the character was, you know, seeing like the old um, DC superheroes collection, and and they had a they had a Captain Marvel figure, but it was called Shazam. So, so I was actually actually confused when I found people calling him when I started reading comics, and I found people calling him Captain Marvel. I'm like, I thought the guy's name was Shazam. What is that? <laughs> well, not only that, I mean, it, it, the funny part is is Captain Marvel or Shazam does had actually culturally traveled. I mm. mean, he's the only superhero to quote unquote make an appearance on the Andy Griffin show. Yeah, yeah. You know, when Gomer Pyle, what was his catchphrase? He loved reading Captain Marvel when he would hang out at uh, Floyd the Barber's shop mm-hmm. and his trademark was Shazam. I mean, he would say that. Exactly, yeah. You know, so I mean, there is the guy, I mean, yes, he's a knockoff with a tablecloth cape, but I mean, he did have a following. Let's be honest here. Oh, he did, yeah. Um, you know, he, he wasn't, you know, he's not like some some of these superheroes that come and go, you never hear from again, that they came up. And let's be honest, back then in the 40s, they were pumping out all sorts of lookalikes, mm-hmm. you know, and out of all the Superman knockoffs, he survived. Yeah, yeah. And he was, um, he had a serial too. There was a, there was a serial in the 40s. There was a TV show I just found out in the 70s as well. Yes. A live action TV show, um, which... It's like, according to IMDb, it ran from 74 to 77, but in the reviews, they said it, it was only two seasons. So I'm guessing that, you know, there was probably a gap between seasons or something. You know what? It's sort of like, um, I don't know if you can get Turner classic movies. I got through, they got some stuff on HBO Max. Okay. Turner classic has been producing a re- re- releasing the original Batman series. Oh, and okay. I don't mean the one from the 60s. Oh, you mean the original serials? I mean the original serials. Okay. And if you look at IMDb, it's the same thing. They mm-hmm. were sporadic. Of course, this Batman's incredibly racist, but yeah, I mean, I've heard about that. By, 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 the, by the standards, I mean, it just wouldn't fly. But I mean, it's the same thing. And the same thing you saw with the Spider Man series in the 70s. It's like in the 1970s, they were trying all sorts of superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you you see, have you ever seen the 1970s Spider Man show? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. The Nicholas you know? Hammond one, yeah. Yeah. The one that even Stan Lee hated. And Stan Lee yeah. never, ha- never publicly hated anything Marvel. In the, um, and I never really got the appeal of the character, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Right? I, he just, you know, I know they talk about Superman being a Boy Scout, but this kid was just like way too wholesome. And so, like, I just never really. And just like the the you know the holy moly stuff and like the and you yes, know and all that yes. kind of stuff and it's just like it was so archaic and it just and it didn't and it just seemed really cheesy. It, it's like when they decided to produce it, they say, okay, we're gonna make something that so goes over beyond what the mm-hmm. comics board would approve mm-hmm. to make it so so safe. Yeah, you yeah. know, because apparently Superman is edgy for some reason, even though he's not. I mean, he's about as you know, edgy is, is, I don't know, something flat. (laughs) He's about as edgy as a stick of butter, you know, (laughs) unless you want to count bisexual Superman now, you know, which apparently that's like, you know, one of the signs of the impending end of life on Earth, bring on the asteroid, you know. But yeah, I agree with you. And it's one of the things when I used to pick up those bags of 20 comics for $3, Mm -hmm. you know, that uh, he just, Billy Batson always, he was a Boy Scout at one mm-hmm. point. He was no swearing. And the bad guys, I, I think they were more tamer mm-hmm. than the bad guys in the 1960s Batman show. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. It's like Dr. Savannah, you know, it's obviously, he's obviously a ripoff of a couple of other people. And you know what's funny is, um, Dr. Savannah got ripped off. Oh, really? Uh, and uh, he looks like, well, he was one of the uh, inspirations for uh, a couple of other characters too, from Johnny Quest as well. When you ever, if you watch um, Venture Brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Z. Mm-hmm. Look at the Dr. Dr. Savannah and look at Dr. Z. Well, and that was the whole thing about the Venture Brothers, right? They were ripping off Johnny Quest. Yeah. So, but yeah. It, it, yeah. You know, and, that, and of course, there were characters in. That and Johnny Quest that looked like Dr. Savannah. Right. So, I mean, right. it could just be, you know, because I know Johnny Quest came after. I believe so, yeah. You, you know, after, no, yeah, because it had to because Johnny Quest yeah. came out on TV. Right. And, and Captain so, Marvel came predates that. So, yeah. You know, and, and, but it's just that uh, if you ever pick up a, 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 a an old Shazam or Captain Marvel combo, mm-hmm. it's like 10 pages in, you know how it's going to end. Mm-hmm. It's like an M. Light Shyamalan movie, you know. <laughs> you know, okay, there's the fucking twist. Yeah, I yeah. can go home now. <laughs> I should have waited till this thing was on HBO. <laughs> um, and then during the during the New Fifty Two, they decided they were gonna reboot him, and they did it in uh, in a backups of um, of Justice League, and Jeff Johns was was doing the the stories, and he made him. This is when they officially changed his name to Shazam was in the new 52. Um, and this pissed off a lot of people. Like a lot, of, a lot of fans got really pissed off about the fact they were changing his name to Shazam. Me personally, I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it actually made a lot of sense. I thought it was, <laughs> you know, long past time. Let's be honest. I, most people familiar with the character, as you have aptly shown, mm-hmm. figured his name was Shazam. Yeah. Like when you saw the action figures. Right, exactly. So that didn't bother me at all, but a lot of people got pissed off at it. Another thing they didn't like about this new version was Billy Batson was made to be an asshole, 
right? He was uh, he was a little prick in this in this uh, in this new comic, and you know people got pissed off about that. But this movie, I think, and here's where we jump into the movie finally after all this <laughs> lead in. But I think what the movie did really well was it found a balance, right? This yes, is not yes. the the you know golly gee whiz Billy Batson you know Boy Scout of the comics of the early comics, but he's not like the little shit from the from the reboot. He's like this. He's a regular kid. He is a regular kid, and if you look at the development of the the last version of the film, the one everybody saw, what they wanted to go with, Adam Sandberg, not Adam Sandberg, uh, Peter Sandberg, right? Mm. That was the director. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. He basically said he wanted to create big, the movie Big, Tom Hanks yes. Big, with with super part. You know, David what? Sandberg. David, David Sandberg. Sandberg. Excuse me. Forgive me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I know he made the. Uh, one of those horror movies anthology before that. Yeah, he made he did one of the I think the Annabelle movies or at least yeah one that's of them. what I that's what I know him from. But um, he he made uh, essentially uh, let's be honest, you know it, it's so easy to make the, a kid a smartass, mm-hmm. a punk, whatever, and it, it, it's almost at a point that it's a trope. Right, right. You know, and God knows the other way around is a trope too. I guess mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it's rarely done. But you saw this going back with, I hate to say, but the creation of Bart Simpson. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back to the 90s, so suddenly every kid's got to be a prick. Well, you yeah, know, and then you also had the, you know, the smart-ass, you know, kid sidekick, which was all right. over the place in the 80s. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, this, like I said, it's a good medium because it's the most realistic. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. How many people you know kid-wise when you were a kid or whatever? Mm-hmm. They were like like the Bailey, the new Billy Batson. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, none. I mean, very few. And if you did, they sure as shit were not going to be qualified to be Shazam. No, no. Based yeah. off of the based off of what the requirements are. Uh, but at the same time, this Billy Batson, I don't want to say he's broken because that's not the right word, but mm. he is damaged in a way. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it, when they showed him as a young boy. Spoiler alert! So, in case anybody hasn't seen the film yet, we're going to be doing a lot of spoilers here. Yeah. Um, fair warning, been issued. Um, you know, they show him when he's like seven, right, or six, something like and, that. When he was when he was a little kid, basically. Right, with his mother, mm-hmm. and they're at a carnival, and she's trying to get in. And you could tell the mother's under stress. Yeah. The way she's talking and she's trying, and you see this with a lot of, and she's a teenage mother. Mm-hmm. You know, it's quite obvious, you know, from the start out, at least the actress or at least the struggling mom, you know, she probably was older than a teenager when they filmed that, obviously. Right. Yeah. But uh, you get what they were going with immediately there. And the, the boy gets lost because apparently he wins a prize or the mother wins a prize. It wasn't the, uh, uh, a stuffed tiger doll. Mm-hmm. It was a little uh, ball compass. Yeah. And. He there, she's walking with the mother and gets lost because it's a crowded amusement park. Because mm-hmm. he drops the little toy, the toy gets out of his hand or the compass. So when he finds it, he goes looking for his mom. He can't find the mom and the cops. Now, the reason why we're bringing this up yeah. is because you start asking yourself a question because the movie obviously jumps forward a few years later, mm-hmm. you know, when he's doing that prank with the cops, which I gotta say was pretty goddamn clever. Well, that was I mean, great too because that he was pretending to be the original Billy Batson in that too. 
right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, okay, he, you know where he go to, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, he's not a criminal. He could have stole something from the pawn shop, but he didn't. He just set off the alarm. I mean, the biggest act of thievery he does is stealing that guy's cheesesteak sandwich. Right, which was a great moment. <laughs> yeah, which, you know, hey, a free Gino's cheesesteak, I'll jump at it too. And you know yeah. what, you know, that cop probably beat someone already, so fuck it. Oh, yeah, he had it coming. <laughs> Let me see this. One way or another, that cop had it coming. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, so you know he's been through the system. You can see mm-hmm. right off the bat, he's a little bit disheveled, but, you know, he's got, I mean, I mean he's got that little orphan, not that, that look on him. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Right. Uh, uh, but at the same time, you know, if this gone to a different director, this would place say 1998 hollywood would have done what hollywood had done probably make him more edgy make him a goth make him mm-hmm. a, or not a goth maybe something with you know like oh we've got a spiky hair and a, right, right, give right. Him a, a, a skateboard or something like march simpson him up so you well, know, I think that's what a, this movie did a really good job of you know and i think big is you know a really good thing to point to because this is this is a really creative way to to do the superhero and this is what marvel and DC is now finally getting the story, but this is what Marvel figured out was you don't just make superhero movies. You make genre films with superheroes. Right. There's and, a difference. Yeah. And There's that's a what, difference. And so like, that's what the, the best MCU films have been, right? You have, um, you know, Winter Soldier is, you know, is a political thriller with superheroes. Guardians of the Galaxy is space opera with superheroes. Um, Ant-Man is a, is a caper film with superheroes. Um, you know, the, the new Spider-Man movies, they're basically John Hughes high school movies with superheroes. Yes, that's and, correct. and he's, they found, they've cracked this formula and, and now DC is finally starting to get on with it. Right. They got, um, right. so Wonder they've Woman got, was, was a World War One picture with a superhero in it. That's right. Um, 1984 was, uh, well, you know, no, that was about, a different story, but <laughs> yeah, but but, but, but this one, they figured like, okay, well, you know, we've got a kid, we've got a kid who transforms into a superhero, which is every kid's dream, right? So this is like right. wish fulfillment. And Look at so, what they did when they first become superheroes, they try to get a beer. Exactly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then they find out they don't like beer. It tastes like vomit. The guy says, it was where the- they go? <laughs> so what do they get? They don't get cigarettes because they could have. Mm-hmm. They went and got Fritos, Doritos, <laughs> you know, uh, a lot of soda. You know all that stuff, and, and you're right. It's 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 like I said, it's a fun movie. I'm glad to see DC and Warner Brothers finally realize you don't have to make a dark movie. You don't right. have to make edgy. You know, not everything can be like fucking Batman. Right. Okay. Superman. That was the problem. I think I think with some of the Superman movies is they started to go in one direction that yeah. just didn't fit for Superman. Exactly. Let's be honest. Yeah. And you saw this with Wonder Woman. You saw this with Aquaman. You saw this with, uh, you know, they realized, okay, it's something different. Mm-hmm. And in a way, and I know Tim Gunn did the Suicide Squad. James and Gunn. It's like, James Gunn. Tim Gunn's the Project one Runway the guy. Project. Oh, my God. <laughs> you see, folks, I'm terrible with names, okay? <laughs> and, and and this is with, you know, my, my advice to you, never, ne- ne- never, never take too much coffee before starting this thing. <laughs> so, anyways, um, so, Mr. Gunn. Uh, made the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. and that the, the the later version. It was a fun movie. It was like Guardians of the Galaxy type of fun movie. Mm-hmm. And this, 
was in that same, in my opinion, I could be, you could may want to disagree with me, but to me, I got the same vibe. Definitely. Same yeah. Vibe, I mean, not, not one for one, but it was a fun movie. It was like, you laughed. There was actual funny scenes when he's doing the selfies, when mm-hmm. he's doing, when he's up like, you know, you know, and he, and, you know, when he's trying to learn how to pirate or when his sidekick says, okay, we're going to see if you can turn invisible, hide in the box. <laughs> and he actually sets about fire, you know, I mean, shit like that. I mean, it's fun. It's sort of like, and, and um, of course they got rid of all the brooding colors. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting because if you look up the production for this movie, the one with for the, the previous version of this with Dwayne Johnson, Mm-hmm. You know, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was supposed to either become Shazam or Black Adam. He, he, yeah, he had uh, he had asked his fans which one he he'd want them to play, which one yeah. they wanted him to one play. One of those and he, two roles, and all of them, you know, overwhelmingly voted. Well, I mean, that was kind of like a joke poll, I think, because I mean, I, either way, he's been he's been like the fan top cast, the top fan casting for Black Adam since forever. Right. So, but the thing is, if you look into that. Mm-hmm. They were going to go for a darker version of that movie. In fact, that and, was one of yeah. They originally wanted to do this um, when it first when it left New Line, when New Line got bought out because they had the right. rights for a while. They were originally they wanted to make it darker to make it more like because the success of the Dark Knight. Right. Um, and thank God this movie came about after Batman v Superman tanked because then Warner Brothers realized well, maybe maybe we shouldn't do this kind of bullshit anymore. Right, exactly. And so, you know, and I, most likely if they'd done it that way, you would have had that edgier Bart Simpson like mm-hmm. Bailey Batson. And the movie probably would have taken, if you look even back to the comic books, forget the kids saying golly gee for one mm-hmm. fucking moment. If you look at them, they're much lighter. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, even the bad guy, I mean, I'll honestly, like if you, uh, and the movie sort of reflected the funness of this mm-hmm. in, in a way. Though, I mean, honestly, the only closest R-rated or, 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 or the most darkest point in that movie really is only in the beginning when Dr. Savannah kills off his brother and his father. Right. That's it. Guy gets thrown out of a building and, mm-hmm. and, and monsters eat the head off a corporate guy. And I don't know what greed did to the, his father in the wheelchair, but, you know, but yeah, but that's that- it. Yeah, and that capturing that, you know, that striking that balance, it it makes it so it's, and I realized this when I, because a few episodes ago we did um, the Power Rangers movie, the one from the from the mid-90s, which, you know, is just completely over the top and cheesy and ridiculous. Um, but something like this, it strikes a right balance. So like, you know, yeah. it's got that lighthearted tone, but it's still, it's still serious enough where you can take, you can take it seriously. And the humor points, they always have, like, for example, I know this is in either a good show or a good movie. There would always be what I'll call this reoccurring joke character. I know there's mm-hmm. another name for it. Like, if you ever watched the Lucifer TV series, mm-hmm. there was this black, this African-American robber mm-hmm. who every time the devil fucks him over. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. In a funny way. Um, and in other movies, like in this movie, uh, it was the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, whether it was in the shopping mall or at the carnival, this, and then of course, I got a kick out of towards when the reporter at the end interviews them, and he goes, "This was fucked up," and they bleep <laughs> them out. 
know. I also got a kick out of Darla and her superhero guys. When she yeah. Telling him, like, my name is Darla and I've been really good this year. Yeah. You know, that's another thing that these actors did really well is they really made you feel that they were actually kids in adult bodies. Yes. You knew think, they were kids. Yeah. And that's, I, and I think they had the Zachary Levy was the perfect choice for Shazam because of that. Because you completely bought the idea that this guy is really a kid. Yes. Yes. And like you said earlier in the podcast, this movie is the perfect epitome of all every young boy and girl mm. who wanted to grow up to be a superhero. Right. You know, and, you know, you freaks, and not only, not only that, it respected that. Yeah. That you wanted to grow up and it respected that it didn't spoon feed you shit. You know, it knew that you knew these things. Mm. And it did that through um, when uh, Freddie, that was the brother's name. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freddie would talk about, this guy's got to be this type of villain or where's the, you know, su- superhero things that you and I and anybody else would recognize. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The superhero things. Well, because Not- everybody who grew up as a fan of superheroes, we had those conversations, those exact yes. same conversations. And, 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 and now they're taking it. I don't want to, they're saying this stems. Okay. Now that it's really happening. Oh my mm. God. We got to take this seriously. What do yeah. we do? But you know, about this stuff. And it says, I mean, it, it, the movie basically transported you, Perry, mm. or me, or any of our listeners, back when we were kids, and we would say to ourselves, what if this happened to us? Exactly, yeah. What if no, this happened Yeah, to us? and that was, that was the brilliance of this movie. I think it, and yeah, it's got some, it's got some, you know, there's some, it's not the, it's not the greatest movie, but no. it's, it's, it's so much fun. And I think that's it is really, a fun movie. That's that's what I, that's probably the best thing I can say about the movie is that it is so much fun watching it. You you know what this movie? I'll tell you, and you may disagree with me, but the same fun vibe I got with this is the same one I got when I used to watch Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. No, I you can see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, course. that movie did not take itself seriously. Right. Yeah. Okay. And this movie, on a certain level, winked at you. Yeah. Okay. Come along for the fun of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it, it, let's be honest. That movie touched on every person who liked superheroes and comics. They knew what we went through. Always yeah. some jerk in our life. That's why when this, when those bullies got the suitcase wedgie, mm-hmm. remember? When they were rescued from the Ferris wheel. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And let's be honest. When you were a kid, yeah, it would have been cool to sit with super, Superman or mm-hmm. some superhero to validate. Yeah, you know, yourself. And so I just, I, I, so I'm sort of looking forward to the sequel. I am so too. The, only, the only thing I can't figure out, and by the way, I loved, I loved it. You're going to disagree with me, but I thought it was freaking hilarious. The elder wizard played by, I can't pronounce his name. Oh, yeah. Jimon Honso. Yeah, he, he was in Gladiator. I know that. Mm. You know, what's um, funny too, is that he was in both, the Captain Marvel movies now. He was in Marvel's Captain Marvel because he played yes. um, he played yes. uh, Korath in that one, and then he's in DC's Captain Marvel playing Shazam. Right, and you know what? Um, the way he reacts to the other person, like you're not qualified. You know, like he thought he was qualified, like ah, you know. But it was a little not over the top, but it was like you just can't. Like when when Billy Batson when he's told how to get the power. Grab my staff, and he's like, "What?" 
you know, <laughs> you know, take my stamp. <laughs> okay. And then they're like, say the magic word. And what's the magic word? Come on. If you were a kid, right? And some wizard said, this is the magic word. And let's be honest, that word is fucking ridiculous. To mm, with. Yeah. You know, Shazam. <laughs> and he laughed. We would have laughed. Mm-hmm. We would have yeah. laughed. You know, that's the thing. It's goofy, but it takes how we would have been there with respect. We also like how they keep, they don't settle on a name because that's that's what a kid superhero would do. They'd run through yes, a bunch of different yes. names. Captain Sparkle Thunder, Captain <laughs> uh, Red Cyclone. Mm. And I, I like that. No, that's not my name. No, that's not. Or how about when he's trying to save that one woman and she gives him money thinking she's being mugged? Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> And they also have a they have a direct reference to Big in the in the toy store when he's on the the piano. Did you catch that during yes. the fight with Savannah? Oh my god! Um, I like that. I'll tell you, just like it's got this quirky humor part mm-hmm. that it also at the same time makes fun of comic books in one way. And I'll give you one of the best examples. Savannah is on one end and he's saying what he's going to do to Shazam. What he's gonna do? He's threatening him, and Shazam's on way on the other side, and he can't hear him. Yeah. <laughs> what? Huh? Oh, I just you know, but and, and Savannah doesn't realize that that he's being he, nobody can hear him. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. So I thought that was hilarious. It was great, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. this movie, um, and it's a like Deadpool in that way, where it it kind of yes. it, it skirts the line because there's a very fine line between you know parody and you know like poking fun and it, it just stays right on that line and it never right. crosses over right it winks at you like hey you're just coming along it's like you, mm. you, you know come along for the fun here we're gonna have a good time this is what the movie said we're gonna have a good time yeah you know i highly recommend it i just can't figure out the caterpillar oh that's um what's his name mr mind he's one of the captain marvel villains Oh, okay. Was he because like you know, because that it always got me like you would think that the wizard would have destroyed him, like he's right there. Mm-hmm. You know, but he wasn't aware of him or what? Yeah, he's um he's he's one of Cap's Captain Marvel's um, you know, regular primary villains. Um and just like that, you know, he's a two-inch alien worm. Um and then he usually used his plans through um, uh, with the Monster Society of Evil. Uh, and he's appeared in um, in the D- and he's appeared in the DC stuff in, in Power of Shazam and he appeared in the in the New 52 stuff as well. Okay, because I'm not familiar with him. The other question I had was the doors mm-hmm. in the movie. Now, I know they open at least for the different places. Are like the different planets, different parallel universes? Is- like the open one is like alligators playing cards, and then they I'd imagine so. That's what it was supposed to to mean. It was like you know, you know it was connecting to the multiverse. Okay, because I I was wondering about what the hell, you know, are these other villains I don't know about, or what mm-hmm. you know, because you know I I'm not super familiar with the character. I'm like, right? Am I missing out on something here? You know. Well, you're you're more familiar with than I am because I've never read any of the comics. So. Well, apparently you're going to become more familiar because apparently this is the same thing. They've mm-hmm. got something here, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. It it's. It'll be because I was I was not expecting to like this film as much as I did. I thought, okay, you know, it the trail when I saw when I heard about it, I'm like, eh, I never cared about Shazam. I don't know about this one. But 
when I saw the first trailer, I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good. I think I'll watch that when it comes out on video. And and I can't remember if we had seen it um, because my wife had wanted to see it because she had seen the trailer and she's like, oh, that, I really want to see And she's actually seen it more than me since it came out on video. Like she's watched it like, she's watched it more time. I've watched it like, you know, maybe three times, I think. She's watched it like four or five times. Wow. Well, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. It, it could be one of those movies that like once a year you want to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I could definitely see that. Like I'll watch it. It's October. And I'm going to be watching that movie I mentioned before, Big Trouble in Little China. Right. Always around October, November. I love watching that movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a horror movie, but it's a goofy movie. And it's, yeah. It's got all sorts of stupid shit in there. You know? <laughs> uh, I also wanted to, you know, one more thing. I, I want to talk about the, the, the foster parents I thought were really good too. Um, yes. You Marta Milan's and Cooper Andrews. I thought they did a really good job. I thought they, they did were, a fantastic. Yeah. Are you familiar? Cooper's the father, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, Victor Vasquez. Now, you, you know where he, I, I saw him from? Maybe you watched the show or not. He was in The Walking Dead. Oh, that's where I recognize him from. Yeah, he's one of the guardians, one of the, uh, the good guys. Okay. I was, I was yeah. wa- looking at him, and I'm like, where have I seen this guy before? Yeah. I have, and I, I know I've seen him one other place, but I know I'm more familiar with from him in The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And I know something about, he's a great actor in that show. And when I saw him on, I'm like, okay, I know what I'm in for with this guy because he kind of plays the same type of character, mm-hmm. which is a fun loving guy. I mean, look at The Walking Dead is a depressing show as shit. Yeah, okay? that's why I haven't finished watching it. <laughs> but he, when he's on there, it's like a big teddy bear, mm-hmm. you know? And he, he's, he's, he's like, yeah, okay. I mean, I don't want to say he lightens it up, but he lightens it up. He, yeah, he was also in, uh, looks like he was on an episode of Hawaii Five O. That may have been the other part, place where I've seen him before. Because I've seen a bunch that's of those episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I know he gets around, but so that's great to see. I'm not familiar with the mother though. No, I don't think I've ever seen her in anything before. In fact, out of the actors, the only other ones I'm familiar with is Freddy, because he's in a show I just saw where he plays an army brat. Uh, Shit, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, the actors. Uh, I mean, obviously, we all know who Levi was, and we know who Mark Strong is. Mm -hmm. We know who uh, the one that played the father, the bad guy is. Um, yeah, John Glover. It was, yeah. which is this is like his. He's been in so many like small DC stuff. Like he was, yeah. You know, he was a uh, he was um, Lionel Luther on Smallville. He was yeah. um, uh, what's his name? Jason Jason Woodrow in Batman and Robin. Uh, he was he was uh, he did the voice in some of the animated stuff as well. He was on The Walking Dead. I hate to figure up. John Glover, record. really? He's in The Walking. Well, he's on. No, no, let me rephrase that. He was on Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, okay. And and which is becoming the uh, flagship show. I mean, not to turn this into that podcast or that, but yeah, he, he plays a very. I, I swear to God, he plays a. He plays a character that honestly would have fit more in a DC universe than the Walking Dead. Oh, okay. He played like a mad scientist type of guy, or, or mortuary. Anyway, I'm not. I mean, he, he's a, he's such a he's such an underrated actor. Like even, Do you remember him? You know the first movie I saw him in was Gremlins 2. I was going to say Gremlins 2. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was brilliant in that. Yeah, Gremlins 2, where obviously he's a parody of Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyways, uh, a lot of those, the only one I'm familiar with, 
Well, also he was in um he was in this really good show. It only lasted for one season called Brimstone. It was in the late nineties, yeah. and he played the devil on that. And he was that was where I really remember him from. That's what that's where I first became really familiar with him. Well, he, he's a good actor. I, oh I like yeah, him. yeah. He, he's um, it was nice seeing him even in just like this small role. Well, I'll tell you, I always look forward to seeing him in something. Um, mm-hmm. The other actor, like I said, I know who the kid who played Freddy, because mm-hmm. he's in a show where he plays an army brat. Oh, okay. Um, called One of Us or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on HBO, I think. And um, I mean, I don't watch the show, but I just saw an ad. I, I remember, I think I saw one episode. Yeah, I did see one episode. Anyways, uh, there's that. I'm familiar with... Uh, of course, you know Mark Strong is. Don't everybody yes. Knows him. Yeah. Um, and obviously Levi, um, and a little Chinese boy, a little Asian, because he's in um, he's Ian in Chen. That, Ian Chen. Thank you. God, I'm terrible with names. Ian Chen plays a smart little younger brother in uh, Off the Boat, that ABC show, that Asian. Oh, comedy. Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, yes. okay. All right. He plays in that and. Uh, I'm not familiar with the other ones, the girl or the other ones, though. But, oh, and the uh, guy who plays Freddy, um, Jack Dylan Grazer, he was also in It. Okay, see, I didn't, I didn't even saw It. It was pretty I good. Yeah. And then um, Faith Herman, she was, she played Darla. Um, oh, she was in, uh, she was in Watchmen. She played a uh, young Angela in the Watchmen TV show. Okay, well there you go. Holy shit, these guys really are in the superhero little network there. Yeah, cinema. Yeah. That's great. Well, again, I'm curious. Uh, obviously, the sequel is going to be like the Marvel family, though. I don't think they can call it the Marvel family. I don't know. No, I think it's. I think they're officially called the Shazam family now. The Shazam family. So you know that's coming. They're well, yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm not sure what they're doing with their names because... Because um, they can't cause say Miss Marvel. They can't say, you know. Well, yeah, because, well, Mary was, she was Mary Marvel in the comics. Yeah. Um, I think she's now Lady Shazam, if I'm not mistaken. Lady Shazam, yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, you know, in the comics, Freddy's superhero identity was Captain Marvel Jr. And then he went by, he changed that to CM3 in the 90s. And then I think now he's just Shazam Jr. I'm not sure. Um, and, you know, Darla and, uh, Eugene and Pedro, they've appeared in their superhero identities in the comics, but they haven't had names for them. And in the credits, too, and all none of them have names, right? It's all just, uh, you know, superhero Freddy, superhero Mary. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I know what the movie comes out in 2022, right? I believe so. Well, that, that's got to definitely cover that, Perry. Mm-hmm. We definitely got to cover that. Well, yeah, they're, they look like they're going to be from, because they, I showed, told you they had the the preview at uh at fandom and they had um they had some some shots of the of their new lair right the 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 wizards the cave wizards yeah 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 and it's um and they have like you know they have like lair painted on it and stuff like that so um and he's and they said that they're going to be exploring them you know now that they're a superhero family so it's not like they're just shuffling these characters off to the side or finding some excuse for why they can't be in the movie or something. It looks like they're still oh, no, going to be leaning into them. them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to include them. And they, they should because they add to it. I mean, if it's just one character, right, that could get all very fast mm-hmm. because let's be honest, you know, it, he's a cool character the way they got him now. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure on some level you could just make it him. But they just add to it. 
They do, you know? yeah. You know, and now that they know his identity, it would be mm. stupid not to. And it's, you know, in some ways, the, the family dynamic stuff felt a little bit forced, but their interaction was good enough that I was able to look past it. And I'll tell you, making them all foster kids, mm -hmm. that really helped a lot. That came from the comics, I believe. It did? That, that, the, from, the, from, the new 50, from the reboot, the New 52 reboot. Oh, okay. I, I, I have not read any of the New 52. I have not. <laughs> well, good. Good. Okay. Because it would make a lot more sense because, uh, you know, it's it just, well, anyway, mm -hmm. I don't mind. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Mark Strong as uh, Dr. Savannah? Because that's the one thing, one thing we haven't talked about yet. Okay. Um, honestly, I thought, I mean, I'm not familiar with Dr. Savannah's character too much, except mm -hmm. for the fact that I told you about the Johnny Quest thing. Right, right. He always called a character that's always been, I, I don't want to say cold. Yeah, cold's the right word. Mm -hmm. You know, not too stiff. I've seen his character like in the Long Midnight Sun series. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you ever saw that. Mm -hmm. He plays a police detective. Um, there is a show where he played a gangster. Same type of character. Okay. But I thought and I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty sure his family didn't support him for uh, setting up that research. I think, you know, mm -hmm. right? Is that right? Uh, I assume it, so. Yeah, it seemed like it was something being done off the books. Off the books, and I just thought that uh, <clears throat> I know he hated his family, the character, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I would have gone and done that off the bat immediately because he's basically destroyed mm -hmm. the, the company in a way. You gotta replace all those people. But as for the actor, I think he did a good job. Yeah, I, I, I think he did a good job. It's um it's nice to see him actually finally get the chance to actually play a DC villain because he was, you know, he was Sinestro in Green Lantern, who was supposed to be the villain in the he was supposed to be gonna be the villain in Green Lantern 2, which never ended up happening. So it's nice that he got another chance and this time he was playing um in Savannah. And I thought he was. I thought he did a good job. He was, you know, sufficiently menacing. Oh, he um, was definitely menacing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, there's no question. It, it's sort of, it, it, you know, it's funny. When he shows up and um, the way Mark Strong played him and when when Shazam or like the child realizes mm. the threat and the look he managed to convey, you're going to laugh. But there's a YouTube, it reminded me of a YouTube video. Mm -hmm. uh, if you can Google it, Russian chess, okay? Where this little kid, four years old, five years old, he's a Russian chess master in a way, you know? And he's on this Russian game show. And he's defeating these people. So then he's gonna go up against his final challenger. And the final challenger, the host said, is not me. Mm -hmm. And they bring out the real challenger and it was the national chess champion. Oh, and wow. Look at that little kid's face. He freaked out. And <laughs> that music, I'm realizing now they ripped off from Shazam. Mm -hmm. Because I realized they played the same music. And I'm like, oh my God. And the look on the kid's face is the same thing. <laughs> and you could tell Strong basically put off the impression that Shazam was going after, it was facing a tier one villain in a way. Mm -hmm. He's not in the farm leagues, you know, because let's be honest, 
the way Shazam was conveying and tra- treating this guy like, oh, you're just a... Uh, your superpowers are so great, not so great, blah, 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 but I, I can kick your ass. And then he realizes, and it's because Mark Strong gives off that impression. You know, like, like he's like a magical Terminator of a sort, mm. you know, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> he, he was relentless hunting them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his portrayal of that, his, um, he's got that gaze. You ever seen him do that gaze? Yes, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, he doesn't have to move a fucking limb. Right. And I've seen him do this in other shows and other movies where he'll just lean in. Mm-hmm. Look at you, tilt his head. Look at you. And like, 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 you know, like that evil, <laughs> like the stink eye. Like a really super stink eye look. <laughs> but yeah, I agree with you. I thought he was very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So I think that about brings us to the end uh wait 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 okay go ahead there's another, there's another aspect of it the, the way he portrayed him too that was very good and that was at the end towards himself when he realizes you, you actually see him do three different versions of him mm-hmm. of, of, of his character there is the beginning part where he's in the quiet in desperation to learn about the powers to get this stuff when you know in the beginning of the movie when mm-hmm. when 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 he finally gets to that place, he, he finally rediscovers that combination of the door to take him back to where he has to go to, right? And then you know where he's eager, mm-hmm. and then you know and, and like 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 hungry, and then he gets the powers, and then it's sort of like his whole demeanor changes from uh, hyper aggressive to like this dark sentinel, mm-hmm. this like you know brooding. You know, like I said, this magical Terminator. Right, and right. then at the end, if you go towards the end of the film, when obviously there's that, that, that uh, he goes and he's in a jail cell and he's scribbling down all those combinations, mm. right? How he portrays the character, it's, it's sort of like when he goes back to the beginning, but this character, this version, knows he lost something. Right. And, 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 and so like, it's like you see this with other villains that have, got this power like 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 Thanos or somebody and they lose that all in the comics and like no no I need it it's like an like an addict right yeah and he portrays that ad that really good you know that desperation goes when he's with that that caterpillar starts talking to him at the end the words the look on his face like God maybe this is my salvation mm-hmm. you know he did it very well yeah yeah uh, okay, so I think that that brings about to the end of discussion about Shazam. Johnny, anything you, you wanted to add? Anything else? Any final thoughts about it? Uh, I highly recommend it. I may actually purchase the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't really purchase movies anymore, but I may actually buy this one to, to, so that once a year or something. I think this is a movie I can play for my grandnephews. Oh, definitely. I, I definitely think so. You know, I think they would like it. So if you got little ones, I think they will like it. Don't be, don't be taken it back by the monsters. Trust mm. me, they've seen worse on TV. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I pretty much the same things. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not the best movie like we said, but it's, it's so infectiously entertaining that you don't yes. really, you, you are able to look past the flaws. Um, yes, and and Zachary Levy is just, you know, perfect casting, and and I love the little, even though it wasn't Henry Cavill. That's why we don't, we only see him from the neck down. 
right? I love that they had the little Superman cameo at the oh, end. Oh, that was nice. Mm. That that was nice. You know, I, 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 too bad you're right. That would have been something. Like, hey, maybe he'll make an appearance in the movie. I don't know. Well, we don't like the whole thing about. They're in the, they're in the same universe, right? They're in the they same, are. Yeah, I, they're in the same universe. Yeah. Okay, because I know Freddie mentions Batman and all this other stuff, but sometimes you know it's. So they are in the same universe. They're in the same universe, yeah. Um, and so it's question is if Henry Cavill's coming back or not. Nobody really knows. It doesn't seem to be. There have been rumors saying that he might. He's in talks to come back. There's rumors saying that he's not. Um, you know, hopefully, if he does come back, he'll get a director who actually likes Superman this time around. I got a question for you. And I know I'm veering hmm. off here, but it is somewhat related. Um, do you know if there are any plans to do another like? Justice League thing where Shazam would appear in it? At the moment, not really. I mean, um, because I think right now they're trying to do what they should have done in the first place, which was go slow and, right. you know, build up the individual characters first before you start, you know, teaming them up together. So um, we'll see. Like, um, although, you know, Shazam's never really struck me as a big Justice League member. I Yeah, uh, but that they don't have that many to pick from. No, but they've got the they got all seven now. So they got they got those. Let's see, they got Superman, obviously. Mm-hmm. Superman, got... Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash. Well, hold on, Batman. Batman. Is this new movie in the same universe that's coming on? That no, it doesn't look like it. So if they were to do it just League. Second that's difference. the that's the question. Well, that's the that's one of the questions, right? They're not really sure what's going to happen going forward. You know, watching the movie, doing a little research, somebody had pointed out that this may have been an attempt by a studio, by someone in the studio, to do like a soft reboot of the whole DC unit by not including. No, this isn't quite like I think that's what Flash is going to be because that's going to have like messing with the timeline and all that stuff. And Ben Affleck is supposed to appear in that as well. So we'll see what's like. We don't know what they're going to be doing with Batman exactly going forward. I think the Matt Reeves stuff, the the Robert Pattinson stuff, that's going to be in its own separate thing. Um, So they've got they've got the Batman coming out, and if that does well, they'll probably do like a trilogy or something with the with that with that cast. Uh, but we'll we'll have to see what happens going forward. Well, I'm curious too because I you know I know they're doing a lot of reboots like the rebooting Gotham. That's not quite. That's not a reboot of Gotham. It's what uh, is it? It's going to be set in the same universe as the new movie, as the Batman movie, and it's going to be an adaptation of the the Gotham Central comic. So it's going to be focusing on the Gotham okay. Police Department, like a Law and Order Gotham. Basically, yeah. <laughs> okay. I like the other show, but hey, I understand. They, they, no, I, I, it was way too, it was ridiculous. It was a little bit ridiculous, I thought. Um, yeah, I especially because, like, they're doing now what they should have done with the original Gotham, which is they're going to those, those Gotham Central comics and they're focusing well, on the, that's on the what, police characters. Yeah. And it, it's, I, I'm not disputing. I'm just saying I, I like that, that old show. I mean, towards the end, it got goofy, like that whole fish mooney thing i couldn't you know yeah yeah. i mean they they lost me in i think it was the third episode when they had that balloon man vigilante and you had gordon and bullock being surprised when they find out that yes balloons eventually do come down i forgot about that episode it was it was 
at that point, I because I, I like it was kind of ridiculous up to the since the first episode. But when it got to that point, I was like, all right, that's it, I'm done. And eventually, I did go through and watch the whole thing, like just having like on in the background. And no, yeah, it was it was so ridiculous. Well, like I said, I I kind of liked it, but that just me. But I get I can see the criticism, but I just wish there was a see. I just like to see some more that more DC stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, we're looks like we're gonna be getting quite a bit because we got we got Black Adam, which is gonna have the Justice Society, um, and they got the stuff on TV, right? Superman and Lois is getting the second season. Titans in any of these universes? Titans one, is in um, Titans and Doom Patrol are in their own universe, I believe. Okay, so there's no relations to any of these series. Going no, on. other than the fact that they're in the same multiverse. Same right? multiverse. So you got to watch Crisis. You got because that. I I am so far behind. I and I'm catching up. And uh, I will get there. I promise you, I will get there. I mean, I just say just watch Crisis because you don't really need to watch any of this other stuff to to watch that. Did Flash get any? Flash is still good though, right? Um, I'm in the middle of the um. The most recent season on Netflix, and it's it's been kind of a slog. Okay, so, I'm I I never got to the last season of uh, Green Arrow yet. That's how far behind I. Am. But um, but Superman and Lois is amazing. Superman that, and Lois. Okay. Yeah, and that just came out on HBO Max. I will watch that. I that is definitely it. worth a watch. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Johnny. Anything you wanted to promote? Anything you want to tell people to to where to find you or anything like that? Well, uh, my Twitter handle is JB3AZ. I'm, I don't really do much right now, but I'm trying to go up more on that than Facebook. I don't know, Facebook. Ever since I watched the 60 Minutes thing, mm-hmm. I don't want to give Facebook my business. If you know what yeah, I mean. yeah, I know what you, you know. mean. Okay, well, Johnny, thanks so much for, for coming back. It's uh, always good to have you back on the show. Thank you for inviting me. I, I, I am, Thank you. I appreciate it. And as always, Terry, I'm here for you. Awesome. If you need me to do another one. Uh, uh, okay. I, I, yeah, I and any anytime you want to come back, you're more than always welcome. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, so, just tell me what to watch. You know, I'm gonna be watching old suit. In fact, I, I like I said, I'm I'm playing catch up. Mm-hmm. I, I to, to the listeners out there, I, I life sort of got in the way, and so I was behind. So my nerd credentials are <laughs> overdue, you could say. And so how I'm two seasons behind on Doctor Who. I'm a bunch of, you know, you name it, I'm behind, but I will catch up. And and so if you want another perspective on stuff you've seen or covered, I'm, I'm your man. I'll be I'll be there for you on that. Uh, Absolutely. You know, same thing uh, other than a superhero stuff. Let me know, Perry. All right, great. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, that does it for this episode. You can find us at SuperheroCinephiles.com, Super Cinema Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow there. And, you know, join the Facebook group. Also, um, you know, just search Superhero Cinephiles. And if you're interested in coming on the show, if you go to the website, there is a contact form. Just drop me a line. Let me know what you want to talk about. And we'll see about uh, scheduling a time to come on. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. You have been listening to the Superhero Cinephiles podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Super Cinema Pod. Join our Facebook group by searching for Superhero Cinephiles, where you can interact with us and other superhero fans. If you'd like to support the show, you can become a regular supporter at Patreon or make a one-time donation through PayPal, both of which can be found at our website, SuperheroCinephiles.com. If you buy or rent any movies through the Amazon links at our site, it helps support the show. Please be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
Thank you for listening. And as always, good night, good evening, God bless.